hauling ass and hallucinations. On this episode of American Roadrunner Podcast, we sit down with Crazy Jair, fresh off the road from Durango, Colorado. Starter box stampede and sleep deprivation with Crazy Jair. Enjoy. Welcome to the American Roadrunner Podcast. Yeah, glad y'all could join us here today on this, the American Roadrunner Podcast. I gotta tell you, we got a guest in studio, straight from Durango, Durango, California. Durango, California. Straight from Durango, Durango, California. California. Yeah, no, that would be Durango, Colorado. And uh, he uh, beat Google Maps getting here today. And we're going to talk about why. You stopped like six times. So Crazy (laughs) Jair is in my living room. Crazy Jair is just chomping at the bit to tell us all about himself. So Jair, introduce yourself. Who are you? What do you ride? What the hell are you doing here in California? Let's hear it, Jeremiah. Yeah, so (laughs) my name's Jeremiah Jack. Everybody calls me Jair. Like, uh, just short for Jeremiah. Yeah, and I just rode in from Durango just now, like, 30 yeah. minutes ago, maybe. Yeah. Got off my bike. I think it was 750 miles or something. From there to Riverside, California. Yeah. Okay. Today. Cool. Yeah, it's a nice yeah. ride. I've I left done it at like a few times. 8 a.m. And yeah, and here I am now. Well, it's pretty excited to have you here. Yeah. No, this is the first time you've ever been in Riverside. No, I've been saying yeah. I was going to come here for like five years. <laughs> right. like, I'm glad I finally made it. Right. Yeah. There's a few times you've passed pretty close and you're like, oh, we're just freaking chomping it, at the bit. Yeah. Because I've been in Barstow by. a bunch of times. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's. Not super Hollywood far away, a while back. I remember that yeah. one. So from Durango to Riverside, is that a long trip for you, or is that something you do yeah, like I would, once a I, week? No, I would consider it a long one. Like I take a, you know, I'll take a trip once a week, but it'll be like 250 miles or something. So, like I'd consider this a big one. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, yeah, yeah seven, 750. 750 is. I was I was thinking about making it the thousand, and I was looking at routes, like you know, to do one k in a day. Yeah, and, yeah right. And I would either have to go like basically to Mexico or or above salt lake right, you know what I, right, and right. it just it just looked ridiculous on the maps i, I couldn't get it excited about it yeah. so i was like i'm just gonna bang it in you know it, it is what it is you know because I, I i've come here to go to born free and uh watch the flat track races yeah and uh meet negotiable parts tim that's that's the that's answer. that's really Jerry's just like in Riverside, yeah. hanging out with negotiable parts. Damn. I, I need another mirror. I, I, we'll have to go check and see if he's got one. Badly. Well, hey, just so uh, people get an idea of what you look like, what is your Instagram handle so our listeners can check you out right now? He's ugly as yes. hell. <laughs> it's uh, crazy Jer thirteen. So crazy J E R one three. At uh, that's on Instagram. Um, uh, like I said, I have a Facebook, but I don't do anything with it. Like. <laughs> I just keep it for the birthday calendar. And on your Instagram, there is a link, a YouTube link that you click on. And for all of our listeners, if you click on that, you will see quite a uh, motorcycle ride. Why don't you tell us about that experience? Yeah, that was the I peaked at thirty two. Like that, (laughs) that was like I have thirty since done anything as cool as that. Like, so yeah, I'm riding my bike under a piece of farm equipment, and it's like. In the middle of the stampede, that's like on the Minnesota North Dakota border. I think I just crossed into Minnesota, 
And at that point, I'd been up for two days when I yeah. when uh, I did that. And it, like, it's like you're on the road. You speed under this thing. It's not like a combine. It's not low to the ground. This is like a monster truck kind of thing. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a good so, like eight feet clearance. What do they call them? It was some kind of a crop sprayer. Yeah. Like when yeah. I went under it, there were all these tubes above me that were dripping like chemicals on me that smelled, <laughs> and it made the craziest Star Wars noises. Like I rode under it, and it was like, it was the weirdest sound I, like I've ever heard in my life. And so like I blast under that tracker, get the other side, and immediately go into reserve. Like, and I was like, man, I can't run out of gas right now because that dude's going to be pissed. And he's going to have like <laughs> something to say to me. Luckily, I made it to the gas station. Like, I was pumping gas and I could see him coming. And it, like, I didn't even fill my tank. I was like, I'm st- <laughs> I gotta get go. out of here. I can just imagine like a new kind of. Uh version of duel where it's like you're on a motorcycle and some farmer on this big piece of a farm equipment is coming after you and just hunting you it was yeah that's the way i saw it in my mind and my brother had actually made eye contact with the guy and my brother was like they had like a moment of like even the guy realized what we were about to do like this but he said he was a very young person that even my brother was surprised by his age like like I, I get the impression this guy was like a teenager or something. Oh, he's like, I, FFA, like and I guarantee really. that was the most interesting tractor story that that guy has. Like, mm. I don't know. Pops, you'll never believe <laughs> what, what I saw today. today. These two <laughs> yahoos on these crazy looking motorcycles. On the interstate. Oh we were gosh. like, so we were on Highway 12, then we were just like on a two way highway, and he was just going from one field to another. And, uh, like all day I'd been trying to communicate with my brother, like hand signals about when I wanted to eat or back when I needed back. fuel. Got and it's poop. like, we saw that thing and we didn't have to say a word. Like we knew that one of us was going under it. Yeah. And then he pointed his sissy bar and he had like a four foot tall sissy bar. So it was, it was me. Like I, I was the one who was going to do it. Can we play it, like, it on the TV right quick? Like you said, we it, got a new TV. <laughs> they can hear the sound. So the best part about it is my brother's enthusiasm oh, for the, <laughs> the like, well to all of our listeners just go ahead and check it out we've already looked at it two or three times i love it man it yeah, like i said there's so a link much. in my bio yeah. if you want to see it just it's, all, it's on my youtube channel go, now Jay, uh, the motorcycle you're riding in that video is it the same one that you rode here no today so on? that that bike is my vulcan 500 yeah and that was the little bike here the stampede where they had like a 500 cc limit mm-hmm. and um those bikes because i did a ton of research and it was the newest steel frame 500 cc bike that you could get that wow. was like a 05 mm-hmm. and so i stretched it four inches and then i put a uh, springer on it and then i raked it two inches in the front um uh, and not- i still ride that bike i, I rode that bike oh you seriously it's funny because we you're bought those ass. bikes like for that Pacific reason, and it turned wow. into to being like my number one machine at times. Like I still have and new tires and tags on it. Like it, yeah. Like it's still like like you said, it's an 05 and it's got less than forty thousand miles on it, so it's still a viable bike for me. It's well, water cool too, so it'll probably last forever. Well, if you, you change know? the water, you got to change water. I've never changed the water. Yeah, it's still the <laughs> I bought it in like, like ten years that's, ago. That's not how like it that would have been 04. Yeah, or was it later than that? 06. Uh, what Maybe year? What year was the 500? You mean? Yeah. What year was little bike year? Uh, no, it would have been no, 13. 13. Yeah. Yeah. Not 13. that long ago. 2000. Yeah. yeah. So what do you ride now? So t- today I rode in my FJ 1200. The new bike. Well, yeah. I build a bike every winter. Um, or two. Yeah. I, well, I used to build like two bikes a month. Yeah. But now <laughs> it's it's kind of tapered off into more just for like me and my friends, and then. Um, you know, I'll build one new bike a year. Uh, so I don't, it's like, I don't want to show up at the same parties on the same bike again. That makes like, no I don't know sense. why. 
but it drives me nuts. Like I have hot rod friends that are that way. Like they'll never go to the same car show in the same car. No, so you like, can spend days they'll and sell always it and find something like, new on any one of your bikes because there's so much cool crap going and, on. Well, we started this thing with Velarde and we were gonna do like. 50 before 50, like have 50, mm. but it's turned into a nightmare. Like we just keep building sheds and like, I have so much back registration, dude, that like, right. <laughs> it's, it's not a super practical plan, but that, that's the fun of Japanese for me. Like Japanese I, if I was sickles. doing Harley, I could probably only afford like one Harley and it would be everything I had. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But with jab bikes, it's like, I can have 20 bikes so that's how jer and i got to be such good friends we were both racing the stampede we were both lovers of japanese motorcycles i thought you were gonna say you're both lovers (laughs) (laughs) lovers of the japanese motorcycles because they're yeah because they're easy in there and they're kz 1000s it's like oh man you i'm such it's hard to top even by today's standards it was viable how long did they make them till 08 or something Mm. like that oh five oh five so you know it came out in 72 and yeah. it's it's an interesting story because I started out on CB750, and um, I rode those for years. I blew up yeah. like fifty of them. Right, I, I right. have like thirty of them, man. And well, I've, I've when I was in high school, they were a dime a dozen. Right. And the ones they won't run in the rain. They're like half half as fast. You know what I mean? And and right. then once That's I got it, so like Honda beat Kawasaki to the market and Kawasaki was always pissed about it. And so they did like underground testing when they came out with the KZ 1000, it was devastating. Like right. they, they, really they built a super superior machine to Honda. You I know think what the mean? electrical like, systems too are superior to the Honda. Yeah. There, there's a the number week. of, yeah, I'm so you know, like um, reasons, you know, the dual overhead cam, you yeah. know, and it's really the, the only, to my knowledge, I, maybe there's some GS out there, but dual overhead kickstarts. Because yeah. all Honda's dual overs were all electrical, electric. you know, like so they, they, the ones you run are the feather bed, you know, like oh, the late sweet. model, yeah, you no, know what I mean, the, like, and that's what uh, we got in that orange. My eighty nine, I got an eighty nine, ninety two, ninety four, yeah. Because so, how many bikes in your life have you owned, Jerry? Oh, well, so like. It depends on what your definition of bike is because <laughs> we bought like lots of parts bikes in the hundreds. You okay, know what how I mean? many they, how many bikes have you owned that you've been able to ride, even if it's just down the street? Probably man, that's still a hundred. Tough to yeah, at least a yeah, hundred because 100. like when I was like I used to work for this company called Convicted Choppers, and it started as a bicycle company, and then I showed up and I was like, we're gonna put hardtails on Japanese. We put hardtails on everything triumphs harleys and i would have the bikes in my name i was you know so you buy a jap bike without a title and it has almost no value you know what i mean and so i would bond the titles get the title in my name and ride it around while i was tuning it in and then sell it on ebay or craigslist and so there was a bunch of bikes that i rode around that were registered in my name you know for you know a few months and then sold and but yeah Probably a hundred at least, you know. Okay, so about a hundred. What was your very first bike? So I had bikes before I was born. Like my dad, <laughs> he was like making plans for me. Yeah. You know, like we got like I got a like a chainsaw motor on my bike when I was like eight or something. And we had tote goats and um, my dad had some Cushmans. A tote goat. A t- so just, my my first bike was, was really yeah like it was like you could buy these plans out of like Boys Life magazine that's you know right. what I mean and like build right. these I little like, I wanted that hovercraft that I would yeah, always see pictures right. of. Yeah. You get a vacuum. It's funny I had ordered the Bowie knife out of there with the compass yeah. and the fishing twine. I actually saved up the money and ordered it out of the back of the yeah. magazine. Me too. Like, Still yeah. got it. 
Yeah. Those are bitching. Probably got one somewhere. Boy's yeah. Life was a good one. Just a quick thanks to one of our sponsors and friends, one Mr. Curtis Morgan with Ride One Can a Day. He's getting the app put out. Check him out on the Instagram, Ride One K in a Day. Challenge yourself, Ride One K in a Day. I think the biggest thing, too, is that you have done a crap ton of innovative stuff. And that's what I dig. My favorite is. Uh, you know the shafty that you did. Yeah, when I stretched the shaft on that right. saber, and you were able like just that, to yeah, get the shaft going. And yeah, that's yeah, that was a pretty big. Is it V sixty five? Yeah, six fifty. No, it was a, it was eleven hundred. Oh, it was eleven hundred. Yeah, but that's because right. there was the V forty five and the V sixty five. And it wasn't the right. mag; it was the saber. It was like that's the sport right. edition. The sport. It was even harder to chop. You know what right. I mean? Like, I was really limited on my tank options, but I wanted to keep uh, my air cleaner. Cause it comes up in the middle of the backbone right, right. like pods on that i didn't know you know if that I'm was going to work water, and right. i wanted it to be waterproof too mm -hmm. so i wanted the air box breathing under the gas tank amen but yeah i stretched that two inches you know and that was for the last year i wanted to build like a the last stampede yeah, yeah I, stampede I wanted to come 2015. like to a a knife fight with a gun with that one you know what i mean like it, it <laughs> was the only jap so bike like it had a ton of torque you know what i mean like, so it had like five thousand original miles and i bought it from this guy's widow for a hundred bucks and uh yeah i put the hardtail on it and it, yeah it was water cool i ended up trading it for like 200 gallons of gasoline like basically richie just bought all my gas for old, like a whole summer like we went basically to canada like in glacier national park and then i ended up just giving it to him yeah richie for the gas money fellow stampeder but he's near you there in durango still richie. yeah what's richie's last name i forget samora samora yeah he's right. he's samora. he's probably my best friend you know like it's well, funny because he I was thought in, i was your best friend <laughs> <What>? <laughs> yeah he's nice. no i he's get a, it he's, a good he's one. near to me geography wise you know like but uh no he was raised jehovah's witness and i was raised mormon so right we get along right, real good right. you know what i mean like there's some, yeah y'all don't practice too much these days or no yeah. <laughs> i get it but so you were born and raised there in what's it called bayfield yeah just oh. just down the road it's like a suburb or whatever of oh, durango. durango it's 20 miles durango a suburbs they call it a bedroom community you know what i mean there was no industry in the right. town everybody commuted to durango but oh, it was okay. like a nice place to raise a family so my dad moved there in 62 um, and they started the first grocery store. Yeah. So when I was yeah. growing up, I grew up in this like butcher slop slash grocery store in Bayfield. And I knew everybody because we yeah. had the grocery store, you know, and um, it's grown a lot since then. Like, well, and we when we were just down in at the El Diablo run, uh, Miss Sonia, Miss AZ Passy. That was like, weird. I, I thought you too. and her had like concocted some no. trick you were playing on me. No. She was like, I'm from Bayfield. And I was like, Bob put you up to this, mm. right? And she's like, no. And she started telling me the streets. And I was like, damn, that's like two blocks from where I grew up. Right. And it's funny. I didn't know her. You know, she was a few grades above me in school. Right, right. But the odds of that are are pretty out there Way you know what i mean there. like to it meet me somebody in this where the circles converge in mexico who, who's living in arizona or, right like, who rides. yeah yeah so you did the el diablo run oh yeah oh that turned into bob operation tire rescue that, that yeah. was like <laughs> that's when dude, i brought that spare tire and yeah, everyone was pointing and laughing at me and i'm like that it's was, for Jared, dude I, I i didn't know what i was gonna do like we were like looking for bike shops and stuff and i was like maybe i can find a dirt bike tire I thought I was gonna have to ride out of there. Like a big piece of my tire flew off. Yeah, it was huge. You know, like, like size so, of a shoe. It was huge. 
Yeah, so yeah. I, I didn't know what, I didn't foresee that tire making it in Mexico. And the funny thing no. on motorcycle, when you have a flat, you can't even push the thing. No. You know what I mean? Like they all, it's over. You know yeah. what I mean? Like you got to figure something out. And luckily Bob hadn't left yet. And it was funny because it, it was a pretty obscure size. So it's like a 120, 18. It's yeah. like most bikes used to be 16 rear. You know, now there's a lot of 17s even. Yeah. And, um, but, but 18, are. especially a skinny 18, it right. was, was pretty rare. And he's like, how about this one? And I was like, holy shit, that's the exact that's size I need. Like, yeah. like, um, well, and Ray, Ray helped me wrench it off. Cause it was, on that's the cool. Bike. That Ray was there. Ray's it, a cool dude. Man. Yeah. Like, Jared uh, just saw the back in the backyard sitting there with no tire on the rear. And I'm like, well, that's where your tire Ray had from. a Vulcan <laughs> 500 too. in the little bike here. That's right. He, he had the had, same bike as me. But he um, had a ton uh, of trouble with his. He did. His, well, yeah, yeah. They're just late model enough. Like that key switch had a resistor. Right element to That's it you know like, weird but anyways yeah bob <laughs> brought me that tire we doubled up on his bike which i'm glad bob stretched his bike because there was no there was like a good <laughs> eight yeah. inches between There's us no i didn't have to touch him at all back. like yeah. um, my back stretched way too much for yeah and so bob takes me to the tire shop you know the guy puts tires on he's like that'll be a hundred and i was like hundred he's all pesos i was like oh yeah pesos <laughs> actually him a five, I, I went back and like <laughs> I, I like added up my phone it was like five dollars and fifty cents i actually felt bad later i was like I came back and I stayed and she was gone, but like, I was going to give him at least another $5. Like I was yeah, like, that's totally But at first it. I was like gouging the tourists, you know, that it, when I realized he wanted pesos, it's I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. No problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause it's like 18 to one or something like that. So yeah. Well, and the, the guy was cool. He kind of let us take over his, he didn't have a short enough a valve stem remover. Luckily, Bob had one. Yeah, I and, had another. Uh, <laughs> what do you, we we had to uh, man? And then I I, I took that I took that tire off four other times after I got home because my my rim started leaking. That's right. That was funny. It was bubbling through one of the spokes. Sense. I'd never seen anything like that from aluminum rim. And man, then um, yeah, so I put a tube in it. Went to Taos. Got to Taos, and my tire is flat. And I was with Dan, and Dan's like, "Put fix flat in." And I was like, "Man, oh, that never that's, works that's so on nasty. tube tires," you know. But right. I was like screw it i got what do i gotta lose it's eight dollars yeah. i'll try it you know yeah. what i mean put the fixed flat in and it held and i drove all the way from taos or all the way to taos which is like 50 miles so i take the tire off and i had dropped the valve stem inside of the tire <laughs> it was all on me like i like i was all cursing the tire i was like oh it's a pentagram shaped tires bad luck you know like of, uh, it was just something that i had done you know like uh love it. my buddy jake and taos like hooked it up so uh, the moral of the story is don't forget your spare tire at home before you do the <laughs> so if you go to Mexico. Ride. It's funny because I <laughs> brought a bunch of tubes and patches and I had actually patched a tube on my brother's bike on the way down. We actually did it wow. 18 minutes with two screwdrivers, one flathead, one Phillips, like not even like any spoons or nothing. And I Instagrammed the whole thing. Just watch my brother. Like, da, 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 da. Yeah, we have um, these CO2 cartridges for bicycles and it takes like two or three of them to air up a motorcycle tire, but it, it'll do it. Like yeah. it'll get you... Uh, off the side of the road. You well, know? and it's faster too. I think I carry around that air pump that'll plug into the cigarette lighter. Yeah, that it, thing takes forever. You no, know, it's funny if you, there's a little thing that comes with it. and It says car tire, like 25 minutes or right, something like right, that. Like right. uh, they're they're not, and they won't beat a tire either. You know, like no. Yeah, that's a, well. the only negative to two list tires. If you <laughs> if you break the bead, then uh, a lot of times, you know, I used to put them on with ether, but ether doesn't really explode anymore. What's no. that beeping? Isn't that great? That's <laughs> Is that my, your coffee maker? That's my coffee maker. I knew it was your coffee What else would it be? You're on the flying Marshall other. Laboratory. There's <laughs> always a coffee maker going. Um, your brother. 
Mr. Wheelie, let's chat about him. You guys are you guys have a pretty unique relationship. Yeah. It's wonderful from my Willie's point of view because you're both I'm awesome. I'm so super lucky. You're so super Because I don't know lucky. anybody else, you know, who has that, who's able to do this, you know, with their family like that. You know what I mean? Like to have that kind of close relationship, you know, and be like just as into the same stuff, mm-hmm. you know, like, um, but uh, yeah, Willie's awesome. I wouldn't be able to do without him. I, I build all this stuff in his shop. Like I, I don't have much of a shop at my house. Like the welding machine, the pipe bender, all that's at Willie's. Is Willie older or younger than? So you? Willie's younger than me. It's funny because everybody thinks that he's older. Than me. <laughs> like he's the yeah. responsible one for sure. <laughs> like he's more responsible than me. But like I think he, he watched me fuck up a lot in high school, and I think he he kind of didn't want any part of that. You know, like <laughs> you make all the mistakes, and he learns from them. Yeah. I mean, he just has a bigger garage and a bigger piece of property. I think yeah. that's what makes him look all responsible. Although he does work really hard, man. He does work super That's hard. A hard work. He pulls dude. down like big out. He's a uh, natural gas compressor technician. Right. So he works on these giant, like the pistons are the size of like a pot you would boil spaghetti in. Right. And that's on a small unit. That's you huge. know, it, the heads are so big, each cylinder has its own head and two people. It's like a 250 pound individual head, you but, know. But a lot of it, you guys learn from your dad. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, your dad's rocking motorcycles. Yeah, lot. there was like no other way to go. You know what I mean? Like we were doing bikes. Yeah, you know, there, I can't think of a time when I wasn't like. So my big brother got ran over by a tractor. It's like my first memory when I was five. Like my dad's driving the tractor because my dad used to irrigate on these big ranches. It's just like a side hustle. Sure, sure. And so my brother fell off the tractor. My first memory is like hitting my dad, telling him to stop because he's, and my next memory is we're driving to the hospital. And the, one of the ranch hands was like, what happens if we get pulled over? And my dad's like, I want to get pulled over. Yeah, you know what I mean? They'll give yeah. me an escort. They'll take right. me to the hospital. And Absolutely. He died on the operating table. You uh-huh. know, he's got a scar all down his stomach, you know? And, but I think it kind of changed my older brother's tra- trajectory. And his name is Harley too. Like know, you want right? a kid to not like motorcycles name him Harley, dude. Like you know, my that middle name is cool. David. And I'm pretty sure that's what my dad was trying to do, trying to get him a Harley Davidson Harley son in there. So back up, you said he died on the operating table, yeah. but he lived. But he lived. Okay. Oh, he, I heard about the star like and I was it like, now. what? It's the, like zombie. <laughs> zombie brother. Yeah. Everyone, everyone has a zombie brother. Uh, but he's, he's, uh, he went to college and he, he's got like business degree. You know what I mean? Like all the shirts have buttons. You know what I mean? Like he, <laughs> I, I like him because he's actually built like me. He's built like a normal human being. Well, you need buttons on your shirt, of, Bob. He's the size of me. I'm just saying. <laughs> so, anyways, like when I was growing so, up, my mom, you know, my my older brother, because he was kind of a sickly kid, would stay home with my mom, and my sister would stay home with my mom, and then me and Willie went everywhere with my dad. Right. So, like whatever, we're at the junkyard, the bike shop. You know what I mean? Like we're with my dad, me and Willie, and um, so that's yeah. So me and Willie kind of turned out a little different than my other siblings you know <laughs> as a result that, of that that's but. one way to say it. what was the video you shot the other day where your dad there's like all this white stuff all over the place what do you call it yeah <laughs> what do you guys call it white stuff that gets <laughs> all over the ground my dad used to party back in the 90s a lot right like, no there, there's uh, white stuff all over the dude, ground we, my dad's like dude there's like a foot of soil the ground i was like yeah we're gonna paint this survey car frame and these tanks and this we're gonna paint all these bike frames and stuff and and um it's like dad there's snow on the ground he's like oh i'll just put extra hardener in the paint and it all worked out like i i've gotten at the point in my life where it's like i don't even question him anymore because he's right well, so he had like a fire going under the frame <laughs> to heat it up. Yeah. like there's like a fire in the snow and this frame sitting on top of the 
fire. It, like, and it I, all worked. I it's funny it off, because you know. that, like one of my Instagram friends in Florida was like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he was like, we're painting. No Dude, I was like, we, we have like to get this outside. stuff done in the winter. Yep. So we can ride him in the summer. You know what I mean? Like right, that's right. when the person from Florida is asking what the fuck you're doing. You know you've made some <laughs> that's strange it. Dude, you're doing decisions. some strange shit. <laughs> that's awesome. No, you guys do do it differently, and so, that's the funny part because I have no concept. And I'm of fortunate because I was talking to you and Charlie, and I was like annoyed because my dad lived 20 miles away, and you and Charlie were like, "Yeah, wish my dad lived 20 miles away." And that, that kind of my dad was that kind of like stuck with me, you know. <laughs> yeah, and so yeah. whenever I can, I go over there. That's right. You know, me and my dad. So my dad's like a, a flathead guy, like yeah. big twin flathead. Oh, like um, <laughs> a lot of his bikes are like pre-war, you know, pre-World War II Harleys. You know what I mean? And so I like to spend the time with him. You know, he's got all homemade tools. Yeah. All his manuals are like from the 30s. Like yeah. these books are like, I don't even know how, you know, um, and he just remembers all the shit. You know what I mean? Like the, they're all like private valve tolerances the and the tapped on typewriter. Dude, like, yeah, they look like they're tapped on mm-hmm. typewriter for sure. Like at one of the catalogs, it was like the Springer front ends were like thirty five for black and forty for chrome. I was like, <laughs> I, yeah, I'll take a hundred. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I'm like um, uh, that'd be a good price for. But uh, yeah, so I'm fortunate to get to go over there and work on the yeah. generator Harleys with him. Yeah, and it's all really all five. We've been doing some forty five lately, but it's, my dad's biggest vein is and he has flathead V eight Ford too. Like his welding machine that he made a living with my whole childhood is a flathead V eight Ford. So it's kind of flathead Ted. That's what people call him. <laughs> That's what know? people call him. Yeah. Well, I know. Uh, I know. Uh, uh, Charlie did a real good ride up for him in the magazine. Dude, that it's funny because Charlie told me he was gonna do it. I was like, don't joke around because that will make my dad's. So my whole life, my dad's got all the easy riders, and he wanted yeah. nothing more. Than to get an easy rider. Well, like he built some badass bags. So, yeah. But yeah, it was yeah. like a different time. It's so funny because he was like, we need to go to the shop so we can get the flyer so we can figure out where the parties are. And I was like, dude, I don't do any of that. You know what I mean? Like, we just get <laughs> no, on. We don't do it's it. funny because I'll show my dad eBay and he just, it just smoke comes out of his ears. So he's right. like, how do we ever find this stuff? You know right, what I mean? Like, right. So back in the day, it's like you you had to physically know a guy or read about it somewhere. Like That's part of the reason you'd read the the magazines it would tell you where the parties were and then you could actually meet people yeah or you you know, you know join like, a club and that way you had friends yeah that was one way my dad always like steered me away from that you know because it's like well he was an abate member you know what i mean for, for my sure. man yeah <laughs> and so i was raised like it's funny because he kind of like dogs me for wearing helmets and i'm like man i can just ride more miles a day with one than without like riding in the rain there's almost no, yeah, no helmet. other way to do it no. you know like i i kind of like i, I like it's a funny thing because at the same time it's like i don't I, i'd like to have the ability to make that choice for myself you know like i don't want like a lot the problem with helmet laws you guys in california it's like there's no way to there's no enforcement for like the dot approved helmet mm. so like there's guys right. driving around with dog dishes on their heads. Oh, and yeah. to me, I'm like, what's the point of that? If you're not wearing a helmet, because that, that's hat. the flaw in helmet laws. It's like, are, are we going to pull over everybody's helmet? And then now we're going to do massive it. trainings for the police department right. to teach them what is and isn't a DOT approved helmet. And it starts getting really murky. You know what I mean? And, and so th- oh, they've kind of backed off on, <clears throat> right. on, you know, authenticating because I bought a helmet in Laughlin once and they had a printout off of a printer of just stickers that said DOT and they slapped them on the helmet. Right. 
You know what I mean? So it's, you know, we'd have to have like a hologram system or. So there is a new system they are using. I only know this. But they're not like your average beat cop isn't pulling people over no, and but, looking at their helmet. But they can, they can know that in a few years, all the helmets, I think it'll register up in three years that all the helmets have to have this sticker and it's not a sticker. It's painted on there and in the finish and yeah. the cop can check and see that it's actually in the finish and not just a sticker that's one of on. one so of the arguments i heard yeah. against helmets too is that there ends up being a lot of people on life support that the government ends up paying for and so the argument is right. it was better that they just died than but they, exactly. so like organ donor yeah like we'll get <laughs> into I, that I heard like that that organ donation went down when the helmet law came in because more people were surviving well, it's such a small percentage. It doesn't even make sense for us to adequate it into our society. Uh, this is my opinion because there's so few motorcycle riders. It's just one of those myths. I guess. It really is. You're right. And, and, and that's me, why. it's like if you're a motorcycle rider and not an organ donor, you're a jerk. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, why are you an organ donor, Bob? Uh, no, I specifically really? am not. Wait, why? Because you're worried about your. Because I have. Your friends breath. and family who work in hospitals, and I've heard the stories. They're, they're just you do not want to be the guy coming in in a coma from a donor cycle accident, right? Yeah. So basically, it like you're saying that if you are an organ donor, they won't take care of you. They won't try to set you straight and so keep these, you alive. They want you myths. to donate. I don't the have organs. anything I can put a point at. All I know is my friends and family who are in the medical field have told me it's okay that you are not a donor. Because in the state of California, you are automatically registered as a donor. I so have you have to, to opt out. I have to purposely opt oh. out. Yeah, and, and it's like every time I get my license, I have to purposely opt out. It's a I deal. I didn't know that. Yeah. So and, I, but for me, it's like I had a high school friend who got drunk. And he was like jumping from building to building. And he landed on his head. Wow. But they, he, it was the largest organ donation in my region. It was like they got his eyes, his liver, his like sure, sure. everything like he just got out of prison so he's real healthy he's like the best shape he'd ever been in his life and so like and, and it felt like part of him was living on you know for me it yeah, like helped with yeah. my closure knowing that because they told me it was like this eight-year-old girl got saved by him and i think about that girl walking around with his mm -hmm. i can't remember which organ she got out of well, him, that, but, but so, that so that's ago. the way yeah this was right. this, this was years was ago and this before. isn't a motorcycle story either you know what i mean no, this right. is just some guy being a Right, right. dummy you know like um, well and and it, it it has really shut down the black market from what i understand i don't know i'm not too in tune with it but the black market on body parts and whatnot man, it's a tough organs. subject because if you I had a family yeah. member that was dying it's like and some motorcycle rider came in you know that's yeah, gonna be a tough a place crazy judgment call you you've got you've got a kid that needs an organ and so you're praying for a miracle but the miracle that you're praying for is that somebody else dies so that you get that organ that's be, gotta be kind of weird yeah it'd be a hard place to be in but yeah. it's part of what we deal with as a society and i think for me it's just easier not to be an organ donor um I, you know, I, there's no yeah. religious conviction to it. It's just I've heard a few stories. So that red dog well, tag too, that you see you, me wearing all that time. Can your corpse end up in a medical setting from an organ donation? I don't understand. Oh, from uh, like a Because cadaver? I know that. I, yeah, cadavers. Because I have cadaver I bone know. in my leg. I have somebody else's Right. Well, bone. yeah. So no, that I, would have been I've an organ donor. Yeah. 
benefited yeah, from an benefited. organ donation. Well, I know in another are, 20 you know, years, we're all going to have pet clones, do- right? Pet, no, pet, oh. do- pet donor pigs, actually. Close to a clone. Oh. We're all going to have these pet pigs, and they're going they're to carry like a, ear going out of their a clone like, copy of all of the body parts we might need. And, like, you know, you just drink dude, until the cirrhosis kills a, your liver, d- and you get the new pig liver. You know, okay. that's what people are going to yeah. have. Pet pigs. Because the, the thing is, like, if you smoke and you get lung cancer, they're like, oh, that sucks. Like, there's no way, unless you're, yeah. dude, who's that Rockefeller who's on, his, like, his sixth heart? Right, right. Yeah. Wrong. They're Frankenstein that dude. Yeah. Back together. Like, I think that'll be the future, too, but hopefully we get healthier as a society. But I think smoking's on the decline be. overall. Oh, big time. It is you so know, like, it's weird as they say that, like, sitting in an office job is, yeah, like, Yeah, sitting the is smoking. the new smoking. That's, That's weird. That's the thing, because all the jobs, you know, even from our father's generation, every one of them had, you know, at least some active component mm-hmm. to it it's almost right. all best work yeah i'm sure nearsightedness is going up mm-hmm. like all that oh, stuff. big time do you like my glasses jer <laughs> that wasn't a poke at you <laughs> i think you're making fun of me jer yeah <laughs> don't worry you. i'll probably i'm the only person in my family that doesn't have glasses so it's that's right it's a matter yeah, of that's time, weird. Like, well i think for me too is my dad would always tell me you know don't worry at 40 you lose your eyesight and i would, would make fun of him and sure enough man i had 40 and I know on his deathbed, he was sitting there, uh, I was, you know, while I was writing my book and I had glasses on and he was just laughing at me for having to put these glasses on and <laughs> off. He just thought it was hilarious. So I, yeah, the last two years, I remember five plus years ago, all the old guys would make fun of me cause I could do all sorts of little micro stuff without my glasses. And they're like, how can you even see that? Like, I, but yeah, my, You're my used to looking at little gone. things. So. Nice. <laughs> well, you know what the funny thing Only is about glasses is that you don't realize that you need them. I didn't know I needed them until like somebody right. said, "Here, try my glasses," and I tried them, and I was like, "Oh my god, I can, I can see, see everything perfectly." I do need glasses, yeah. so you'll probably do the same thing. You put on some glasses, and you're like, "Whoa, this is what the world looks like." I am missing because that my neighbor like went to renew his license and they like, failed the eye exam. No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the same thing. I got glasses. Like, holy, cr-. you didn't even know. You know yeah. what I mean? Like. Didn't even know. Yeah. Check out our friend Jake with the Flying Dutchman Co. With all your motorcycle and customization needs. That's the Flying Dutchman Co. You can find him on Instagram and YouTube at the Flying Dutchman Co. Yeah, let's talk about the Stampede. What drew you to uh, racing the Stampede? I reckon it's about the same as Dude, me, but that's so how we met. Like, because I had known Charlie by that point, and like I met Andrew. You know, and um, I talked to him about. I met Andrew at Smoke Out West. Oh, from Grants. From Grants, yeah. New and then because we he come to Ignatia once and met Spencer, and then Spencer introduced me to to uh, Andrew. And so I met Andrew. We had talked about it, but like what really turned me on to it, um, you know, Cy Henry. You oh know, like, yeah. So Cy, he grew yeah. up one town over Mr. from me in Pagosa, and he like hand built that. Um, BSA. BSA and it seemed like the was right clapped scoot. out it, yeah. it's funny because it wouldn't even charge I remember he was like he'd like when you get gas he'd like plug in a battery charger or an ice machine or something like charge his battery and right. like he did it on that bike and I was like holy crap at that and that bike was a super cool bike like he worked in a government machine shop at the time and handmade every nut and bolt on that bike like from a distance you know you may not really realize how cool that bike is but if you went and looked at the nuts and bolts of it but so when Cy Henry did it and to it like you know read the magazine Miss Miyagi did it I was like right grandmas are doing it you know what I mean like right which those are those guys are a different cut altogether I went (laughs) like just say that grandmas are out there doing it like just because Miss Miyagi did it but like um, she a grandma she gotta be right well she's grandma aged right 
How old is Miss Mary? I think she's a lot younger than Miss. She's well, like she's older than me. Younger. She's yeah, gonna be my mom's true. age or something, right? I, like, no, nah, th- she's probably she's probably only in her late forties, maybe. Or, uh, yeah, no, she, yeah, she's like twenty Dude, years. Dude, they're gonna listen to this Miyagi. and lose their minds. Yeah, like, the so that, are this is, Mr. Miss Miyagi are <laughs> if, doing it. If you read my book, Miss Miyagi is the one I pulled over for. Those bikes were so tight. I hated looking at Miyagi's bikes, dude. Like, I would I would spend all winter just pouring over my bike. I would pull up, look at his, and just want to go home. You know what I mean? Like, right. Like dialed, super dialed, you Simple, know, like dialed, yeah. gorgeous, yeah. That, so that guy knows yeah, how it's to all shit. like that stuff. And we started like Richie kind of got the fire under me too a lot. Like Richie decided he was going to do it, and we started reading the articles, man. And like I couldn't even read them at work because I would, it would right. just amp me right, out right, to right, a right, point right. Too, where right. I couldn't even think. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I have never had a fire in me like then i was doing 100 push-ups and 100 sit-ups that's great. every day that, yeah, i was like i am gonna time. get that's like great. a lean mean fighting machine because <laughs> like i'm gonna build this bike and like uh when we blew up in the desert that first year like i went from the highest i'd ever been in my life like to the lowest and like we like um well let, let's get the story straight you start we i think that year we started in barstow right we started in barstow we went out we to, that pier. to santa monica yeah we went out to santa monica pier then we start heading back on the tan yeah and so we're going down the tan we're like this is a great halfway story. between palm springs and phoenix you know right and Blunt. my brother's bike just blows up like power you're a desert center you're smoke. in desert center like we're before desert center okay so like the bike blows up like we're under an overpass and i'm like hey off in the distance i can see a growth of palm trees I was like, wherever there's palm trees, there's people. That's right. Wherever there's a town, there's that guy. Right. All I got to do is find that guy, and the, we'll be back. That one guy that knows. Because yeah, every to every town's got that guy, you know. That's and right. So I go into Desert Center. I go on every cul-de-sac, every street, and I'm not kidding you. Last house, last street. There's a Yamaha sitting in the front yard, nice. and there's a guy out there by the Yamaha, and it's kind of like I don't even think anybody was living in that house. Like I just happened to be over there. Nice. And so I was like, Hey, what are you doing with that Yamaha? He's like, dude, you, you can have that piece of crap. I was like, cool. I'll be right back. And so I show back up. We're bitch packing with my brother. We got a piece of rope. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? He was like, we're, we're going to fix this bike and we're going to drive to North Carolina. And he was like, you guys are in the stampede. And we're like, What's that? There's What's no that? such thing. What are you talking about? What are you talking There's about? No such thing There's no such thing as stampede. What the hell are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that even? And mean? he's like, he's I can like, see the sticker. He's like, dumbass. so what are you gonna do? And he's like, <laughs> I was like, we're gonna tow this out to that abandoned gas station by the interstate. And it's funny. So we go the to the abandoned Texaco. gas station yeah. first, and I go in the abandoned gas station. It fucking freezes in there. And he's on the S650. <laughs> he has every wire in his bike tied in one knot. And he goes, I need a jump. And I was like, bro, you need more than a jump. And he's like, no, all he needs is a jump. We're like, okay. And we gave him a jump. And I saw him later in Sturgis, and he was like. He's like, bro, you gave me that spark, and I took that spark all the way to North Carolina. That's right. He's like, I had never made out of that gas station. Do you guys want to come by when you? Because it's like 120 degrees, you know. Yeah, it was blaring hot. So like, you know, we were gonna drag this bike to this abandoned gas station and fix it. And the guy was like, well, come to my house. You know what I mean? We're like, okay. So takes over to his house. All the walls of his garage are all horse magazine. That's correct. he 100 percent knew what That's we were correct. doing. He knew. You know, it's he funny because his his. Like, he's like, what are you going to do? Are we going to fix this bike? He's like, what about the VIN numbers? And I was like, well, we got Honda VIN numbers on this Kawasaki. We're going to take these VIN numbers and put them on this Yamaha. And he's like, I'm an investigator for the federal prison system. And I was like, oh, shit. And he goes, you need a rivet gun? I was like, yeah, that's what I need. That's exactly what I need. So, like, dude, an hour later, we're pulling out this guy's garage, and this kid comes out. 
And the, he goes, this is the best Father's Day ever. No thanks to you. And the kid went back in the house. And I was like, well, that's funny because I always wanted to look this guy up later, like send him a postcard. We got to find him. He, we like, can find him. The, we came out, out of that guy's house on that Yamaha. Mm-hmm. Like it was like the best. We pushed that Kawasaki into an Arroyo in Desert Center. That's <laughs> And hopped on the Yamaha and started driving on the desert, dude. That's crazy. Good. Well, and I think that's, I remember that's when you guys first broke down, that's when I hauled ass by and I'm like, I think those guys yeah, are broken so down. That's a, and I just waved. Dude, I know. That was the lowest point of my life is like, because I, I was sizing when people Bob up at the you. starting line. I was like, I may not win, but I'm going to beat that Bob guy. Because <laughs> <laughs> Bob, you, did, you still had the rubber mount and your motor and stuff. I think yeah, we talked about that, that last yeah. time, you know, like, mm-hmm. I fucked up and had to rip the back apart the day before the race. And everybody's like, this guy's a joke. So, yeah, I'm I like, look, I forgot one detail. Leave me alone. I just put this back together in like three months ago. Like, you know. But th- <laughs> yeah, that bike blew up too. And um, I was so defeated when the second bike blew up. And like, we went home. It was like the lowest I've ever been in my life. And then I just got the fire again. And I just started <laughs> building a better bike. I was like, I'm going to get a late model, water cooled, blah, blah, blah come back the next year got like ninth place right it was my right. best time that's great it was, and it was the longest year it's like right that was on my 50, odometer said four thousand miles no it was the 12 that was the, the little bike here the right. 12. i missed the 50 i'd have liked to have done the 50 because it went right mm. through a cool part of colorado like because right. we did the tail end of the 50 in um west virginia mm-hmm. on that year because we went out to that peninsula and it, they had busted freeze that year and so i knew the cops had the map Right. And in my they mind, knew. because right. it, you go I doubt out. Freeze could eat it fast enough. Like you go across the Chesapeake Bay Bridge and then like on this peninsula and then uh, uh, through a tunnel back the mainland. And in my mind, because I haven't slept in three days, you know what I mean? Like in my mind, it's a trap and they're going to, they're, they're right. all going to be waiting for me on the other side of the tunnel. You know, That's I come right. out of the tunnel, there's a bunch of cop cars, but they're, they're always there. You know what I mean? But right. in my mind, I was like, and, but once I got me. back on the mainland, I got kind of a second wind and like, um, like oh we can do this you know yeah. but it's so funny i was so tired at the end and everybody gets lost at the end mm-hmm. everybody and velardi is like that i did done find. it three times at that point he's like i still get lost every year that's right me too and i, I thought still, that i yeah, had died yeah. and that it was my hill to look for the finish line for eternity that's you right. know what i mean and i'm just like driving around <laughs> and, that, that, and the gps drove me into a sand trap on the golf course no, it well, drove me into a Yeah, everybody too. did the same thing. Dude, Dude Press I was there for me, like an hour. Stuck Press in the told sand. me he's driving down the internet or the interstate, digging my scooter. And it's like somebody in his mind, all this happens. So somebody pulls up on a truck and they're like, get in. And so he drives his motorcycle into the bed of a truck and he's riding in the bed of the truck until he drives into the sand trap. And he told me when he's then in he the sand trap, up. he's banging at what he thought was the cab. Yeah. And he's like, oh, this will do. I'll get out here. And then realize he's sitting on his bike in the sand Who trap. Press. Press. This was his night. So that was wow. my squad. Like the, after right. that, that's after I didn't do it with my brother right. anymore, like right. me, Press, and Fletch. That's mm-hmm. that's my fucking squad right there, dude. Those that's guys. Wow. Good. Press and Fletch are good people. That's for sure. They're yeah. good. Press, Press Merriam. He's a good one. Fletcher Vaughn, Fletcher Tid. Yeah, uh, whenever he figures out his middle name is Vaughn, that, they're like, <laughs> <laughs> that, that guy just called he's us a like few minutes ago, actually. We got to call him back. Brandon Vaughn Fletcher the third or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's up in uh, Dinosaur Land in Utah. Yeah, What's yep. that town? Ver- Vernal. Right Venereal is it. Piano music, it sounds like. <laughs> yeah. A name like that. Oh, yeah. No, he's, yeah. he's the one I was telling you about. He's got the motorcycle in his dining room all the time. Yeah. Yeah, he built from the ground up every step i came over his house and cut every piece of the frame he drew a picture on a piece of plywood 
And like we put the thing together in his living room, man. That's great. And it's it it goes down the road. So when you're doing a thing like the Stampede, what is some essential equipment that you need? Uh, for doing a trip like this, like yeah, somebody like myself who's never done a trip like this, so you like need, what do you like, need? Half a half. Hey, first weight. thing you need is to not lose your shit because Jared always <laughs> lost, flies all dude, about. I lost, I lost I'm my hat. <laughs> I lost my hat. I lost my chain loop. I lost my sunscreen. That's just today. Just today. That's just today. <laughs> but it's funny because Velardi, he's following me. He's like, I, he's like, you were leaving me breadcrumbs like all the way. But <laughs> you know what Jared's been because it's crap. Yeah. All so you should have an extra battery. Like I carry one with me, like a little extra battery, mm-hmm. at oh, least wow. a half a hacksaw blade, a yeah. little bit of tie wire, a handful of zip ties, some fuses, um, uh, some patches, a master link. I broke my chain I one year. I was using links. these crappy chains and I broke it three times. And every time I was on the fast lane of the internet or the interstate, interstate you yeah. know, like, mm-hmm. dude, and I, I was in an eight lane beltway in DC and I was in the fastest lane and I was like, dude, if my chain breaks now. It's five o'clock at night. You know what I mean? It was funny because I was riding next to Willie and he went down this off ramp. It disappeared. And it was the, the loneliest that I, I was like, oh, I'm alone now with a chain that can break any second. <laughs> and I was like so low. I was like, I can't even get off of the road right now. I was like, uh, I just got to, I just got, I'm, gotta I'll see forward. him at the finish line. You know what I mean? Like, we'll, I'll see him again, you know, like, and uh, all of a sudden, boom, he comes popping back up this on ramp and he's just right next to me again. It was like the lowest what and the highest. Do? Like all, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what he did. It's God, like he was gone because his sister was so tall I couldn't lose him. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then he was so gone. Got the and then boom, he comes well, popping back up again. Him. And that was like right after that, like I totally Ricky Bobbied it, dude. Like I had a gas can tied <laughs> on my bike, and I got off and I was like, I'm on fire. I'm on fire. You know what I mean? Like, and Willie was like, What have you eaten today? And I was like, Nothing. He's like, What have you drank today? I was like, Nothing. He's like, well, Maybe we should eat and drink something. <laughs> so like I eat and drink something, and then like Beardo pulls up, and I was like, Man, I don't know if I can go on Beardo. All I hear is sirens. Yeah, and Beardo yeah. goes, it's okay, Jer. I can hear him too. <laughs> like, uh, and then after that, I was like, all right, you know. And this is all hallucinations. Yeah, yeah, auditory. Yeah. You know, like for all but, the listeners who don't understand what's going this on, is this is this is like sleep it's just deprivation. Lack of sleep. Yeah, we do not recommend it. The stampede was immoral, inappropriate, and not a good idea. And, and this, this is, is all natural. You guys aren't taking any quote-unquote no-dose yeah, I don't like know. That. I'm sure that there are some guys who pop some Adderall or something. Uh, but <laughs> like, not like... It's funny because it, when I was, like, researching doing it, I was like, I talked to a lot of truckers. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, These guys mm-hmm. know about... And I talked to this trucker, and I was like, what about speed? And he was like, dude, if you could do one bump at 3 a.m., it would be great. But he goes, the problem is you'll do one bump, and then you'll do two bumps, and next thing you know, you're going to be in the strip club, and you're going to forget <laughs> you're even in a race. That's right. And I was like, That's you're right. right. And, and I totally That's feel right. that way. It's like I couldn't have stacked any kind of a euphoria That's on right. top of. You go from a motorcycle race to Motley Crue in like three hours. You just be like, fuck it. I'm going to get high, dude. Like, yeah, okay. no, I know even I tried those little energy drinks. Yeah. Right. Dude, so well, I just tried right, this, and it didn't When work. I met up with Beardo, like on the peninsula, like I drank a five hour energy and a Red Bull at the same time. And I was telling my brother, no I was like, way. I've never felt like this before. I was like, <laughs> if I pass out on my bike and he's like, dude, if you, I can't do anything. If you pass out on your bike, he's like, what do you, what do you gonna want reach me to over do? And just hold just you grab me and me? Like, <laughs> but no, if Beardo wouldn't have showed up at that moment, like, um, Beardo helped me out. Like everyone, it's funny. Cause I would, I would, yeah, I, I would gas guy. up with him in the daytime. I'd be like, later, loser, I'll see you at the finish line. And then I'd be gassing up that night, and Beardo would come pulling up. And then we would ride together, you know, for all our headlights, 
you know, it made a little more sense to kind of group up at night. Oh, you know? sure. And in the morning, I'd be like, later, loser. See the finish line. <laughs> and then, boom, I'd be gassing up, and here comes Beardo. You know, the last year, so the last year, I, I still hadn't recovered from my knee surgery. And I was trying yeah, to put on a rain should, suit yeah. in Missouri, and I f- fell over with my bike on me. Oh. And I was trapped under my bike. And I was just laying there for, like, a considerable amount of time, like, what the fuck am I going to do, you know? And uh, finally, I got enough adrenaline up to um, lift my bike up off of me. And then after that, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to hang out with you, Beardo. I was like, I, I'm just going to be with you, you know? And I, th- I feel like he kind of, he t- like, he just put me under his wing and we just r- run it in. You well, know what I mean? Because I, I just want because if that happened again, I just wanted somebody to be there to pick up the bike off my leg, you know? Like, right. And mm-hmm. it is Because nice. I wasn't even, I was still in like 75% load bearing or whatever i wasn't even i was supposed to be walking with a cane yeah and i wasn't supposed to be riding a, and it was motorcycle was it the know. year before you did the track the cb750 yeah so i built i with... built the trike and i had gotten permission it's crazy so like i hit a tree on a snowboard in february <laughs> and i was laying there on the ground like i didn't even call a ski patrol or anything i was like it's like man I think four months is enough time for a broken leg to heal. I was like, I think I could still, that's that was my You're only thought. Like, like I was like, and so I called ski patrol and I got a toboggan down, you know, and like, and so yeah, I had like a contusion in this foot and then a tibial plateau fracture in this leg. And they put the, the L bracket in the cadaver bone and all that, you know, and right. so I had to have another surgery where they came back in and took all the metal out. But so, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't even walk, dude. It was the most no, painful were... thing that like, I was just, dude, my life was just on pause. Thing. Oh yeah, you know I was I was just taking the hydrocodones, you know what I mean, just like yeah. starting eating hooster bars. Mm. My dad would come get me every day and wheel me out to his backyard and like lay out some parts for me to wash and like. So me and my dad built that trike nice. when I couldn't even walk. I was in a wheelchair, right? And mm. um and that was the, my freedom machine. Like that that was a big deal to have that trike and it was all rigid. So I'd gotten permission to ride the trike, but it was slow. You know what I mean? It was like right. It was like forty five horsepower, and like. The wind CB, just took CB it out. There's no aerodynamics. It was a Honomatic. Oh, so I, I, I wanted right. it all hand that's controls. Right. I had that's my right. brakes on my hand and everything. It was all hand, you know, I had a jockey shift. It's all hand controls. That's right. And um, yeah, because it was all Harley parts. It was a Servi, a 1954 Servi car we were in upside down. And it was like an altered <laughs> panhead frame. You know what I mean? Like, because right. I had a Cat's Eye Dash and Fat Bob's and everything on it. We built the box ourselves. And right. um so yeah, I permission to, to the use the cool. trike. Like everybody was okay there. Like as long as oh, it's yeah. rigid and you don't have the box. And I was like, cool. But I ended up getting on my KZ one thousand. I just strut out my KZ one thousand, got on it, and it made it to Salt Lake. And my my leg was like the size of a soccer ball. Right. Yeah. Like yeah. it was just like obvious that like it doing the stampede that year was like not in the cards for me. So dun, dun, dun. I ended up just basically making my way home over like three days. Right, right. And then the, the next year was last year. So I had to, I had to come correct. Yeah. You that was Kickstarter year. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, that year. So like right after I left Willie and Richie, Richie rebuilt this motor in his Zircon with a flashlight in his mouth. Like, and he couldn't get his snap rings and his pistons good. And one of his snap rings came out and his cylinder failed. Like it, it, that was like a hundred miles out of Winnemucca. So I got AAA to Winnemucca, <laughs> and then the next day Winnemucca was going to take him to Reno because right. there's no bike shop. There's in nothing in Winnemucca, right? And so um, Johnny Cash they're like, wrote a song they're like about hanging, it. Yeah, it's in the. I've been in Winnemucca, so they're like <laughs> hanging out at a bar, and like some tweakers pull up with like a, a Ford Excursion and the sketchiest trailer you've ever seen. And they're like, "Yeah, we'll take you to Reno right now." So they go to Reno. The bike shop is a tattoo bar. 
buy shop that right. never closes. <laughs> it's, it's our kind of place. They, it never right closes. Never closes. So they're they're just like drinking at this bar all night until right. the the buy shop opens, and they're like, "What are you gonna do?" He's like, "Yeah, we're gonna put a top in on this Sportster in your parking lot." And they said like, so they kept moving to stay in the shade and by the time they left they'd gone all the way around the building that's great just staying in the shade <laughs> so they, they fix the bike they make it to the starting line right at the cutoff right right, they, right they pull in lay down in the hotel room go to sleep wake up the next day Velarde breaks down immediately they tow Velarde 100 miles to Dirty Rat Moto in Salt Lake mm-hmm. and they fixed Velarde and the second Richie broke down Velarde's like Later, Later losers. <laughs> you know, and so <laughs> Flarty broke down like the last year I was with Flarty. I called Richie. I was like, Flarty broke down. He's all, leave right now. <laughs> he's like, and so he and Pierre you know, went to like around. this casino. We went like, we're like, he's like, guys, did you drop? I was like, you got it. You're fine. Because he just, he popped a belt on his primary. Right, right. And so you got to like move your rear tire forwards, move your transmission forwards, put the belt on. He really, he was fine. He no, made it up. Yeah, we and Flarty are still, I don't want to disparage Flarty at all. No, he's, he's not happy star. I'm here. And just a quick shout out to one of our Riverside locals, Speed King Cycles. Steve and Amy can hook you up with all your custom needs for Harleys and beyond. Speed King Cycles here in Riverside. I hear they might also be carrying one acclaimed book, American Roadrunner. Check them out, Riverside. Speed King Cycles. Man, so you've been a lot of places, not just on the Stampede, but you've probably seen most of states in the United States, right? The more, yeah, more than not, not as many of them. So. What I'm missing is this, like this, the deep south. So, yeah. Florida, Georgia, Alabama, and Louisiana. Of all the places you've been, like just for any riders out there that are looking for a cool spot, what's your favorite road and what's your favorite diner? Well, yeah, I mean, the million dollar highway. Like, and <laughs> yeah, <laughs> see, right because I've you. done the the Dragon's Tail and the Bear's Tooth. But yeah, so oh, five, now let, let's step back. The Dragon's Tail is over in the Carolinas. Yeah, so Maggie Valley, North Carolina. Yeah, that's okay. a you know what's funny yeah. is I think that uh, what's his name from New York? Oh, Robert. Rob. Yeah, Rob is there right now. Yeah. Or was last night? Yeah, like, right, he did. I think he did the Dragon's Tail like today. So he's the. That's but funny. so anyways, I so eighty nine A in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Oh from yeah, Flagstaff from Sedona. Flagstaff because Sedona. I used to go to like Holbrook in the summers when I was a kid, and I thought that was all Arizona was like Holbrook. Yeah, and um, so eighty nine in Arizona. I like the fifty. There's a bunch of spots of the fifty. That yeah. the, the Colorado stretch of the fifty. You know the West Virginia stretch of the fifty. I felt more at home there than any other part. Really? When, yeah. Of all the stampedes I'd done, when I that fifty in West Virginia, I was yeah. just in my element. Yeah. Um, it's a good one. But uh, and and what what kind of place to eat do you go out of the way to try and get to if you're going to the states? <laughs> no, we, like, we really need to like so the, the side route. Yeah. No, like um, I think the best was remember that time we were over at the Giddy Up in Texas and we just like hit a barbecue joint across. Well, the there's road. like I went to like five bar. There's a barbecue joint at every corner. But this, yeah. this one was <laughs> this one was like you and I shared a dinner and we still could not finish all the food. Yeah. We like rolled well, out. Normally, like on the road, like we're, our rule of thumb is is like the first gas station on the, la- the right, the unless right. there's a Mustang, then then you go to the left. <laughs> unless because there's they a have Mustang. like the, yeah, dude, they have their hot dog buns or potato bread and yeah. they're like totally awesome yeah. uh, so like on the road but that's funny like because oh, i do love eating in diners 
on the road, you know, yeah, like it's nice like just do. leaving your dishes. It's, a, it's and just... the last bastion of Americana. Really. Yeah, they're really hard to is. find though. They get yeah. harder, and if I can't find a good one, I'll just starve mm-hmm. or just heat up, hit up some beef jerky. You know, yeah, Cracker I, Barrel just ain't got it. No, you got to exit through the gift shop. You know, they yeah, I'm not. Well, like pea soup Andersons. You know, you've got a good theory though on the beef jerky. Let's hear your theory on. Have you ever been to Casa de Fruta up in uh, like Central California? No. No. Okay. Pea soup Andersons and Casa de Fruta. Yeah, if, if you're like up around the and that, this is Mexican food or uh, Casa Jerry's de in Fruta California, is like, he thinks everything's Mexican food here. Well, it, it had Casa <laughs> in it. Okay? <laughs> like you tell me, he's like, "We're gonna burritos, like the one with the French fries." They actually do have Mexican food there now. Del Taco. Yeah. But Casa de Fruta was a fruit stand a long time ago, and then it just like grew into a coffee shop, and then it, it they put some rides there, and it just became like so. It's like a, a not so very farm. Just not, not, they didn't explode. It's in the middle of nowhere. So, like, there's the road and there's a bunch of hills, and then all of a sudden you get this, like, you know, this tourist trap spot. Um, and it's like, it's Casa de Fruta. You can get fruit groceries there, uh, but now they have, like, you know, uh, uh, a Mexican restaurant there and all kinds of stuff. But there's uh, this legendary cup flipper guy that was at Casa de Fruta. Like, people will know what I'm talking about. There's this guy who served coffee there. And whenever he came to the table, you would have a coffee cup like upside down and it would be on a saucer and he'd come over and ask, do you want coffee? And if you said yes, he would like do this trick where he would flip the coffee cup and then pour the coffee. And that's what What? that place was known for is it had this guy who knew and it was like the magic cup flipper guy. He was on David Letterman back in the 80s. Yeah, he was on David Letterman. But yeah, Casa de Fruit is a good place. Pea Soup Anderson's is, uh, God, it's, I think it's off the 101. Uh, and Casa de Frida is up by Salinas, maybe. Yeah, I think it's maybe. off the 101. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but a... I, I'm I'm closer to that area. I went to high school up near Modesto, and so I would always go back nice. and forth between Frisco and Monterey and, and that whole area. Uh, so those are the spots I know. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah, no, those, check them out. Those are real good. Yeah, we don't... I, I can't... I don't even remember... Sitting. It's tough with diners because it's like... Yeah. Th- you don't so know the, the name Cisco of them? So the Cisco truck is the same... In every state, right? Is that, is that What's it called? Cisco, where I come from. I'm just no. talking about the food distributor, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rest, do, do restaurants all have the same food distributor? Well, yeah, Probably. Oh. And like, there's varying yeah. grades like of ten, quality that they can get. And, yeah. I, and I think the difference between a good diner and a bad diner is the things he's describing. It's the Let, ambiance. Let's hear your theory, yeah. though. Let's hear your theory on beef jerky at the gas station. you got a good <laughs> theory. Like, you lock it in the box. You buy it in the box because it's too expensive in the Packaging. I don't know. I'll buy it. In the you mean the clear like I think you may box. have me confused with somebody else. See, no. <laughs> when I was a kid, like my family had the butcher Jerry, tell shop, us about the jerky, Jerry. And I was right. like, Jerry, the beef jerky. jerky. So I'm like a beef jerky connoisseur. But I usually <laughs> right. do just get the bags of Jacklings. But dude, oh, dude, it's like the price of weed. So you know bad. what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> dude, you could buy an equivalent like for fifteen dollars. Uh, no. Like you can buy a pretty bag of weed. Dude. Uh, like no. it's, um, no, it's yeah, it's funny that we were in. You know weights and measurements by beef jerky and weed if you're from California. I listen to this thing on the metric system, and they're like, they're like, you may not believe in the metric system, but your drug dealer does. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Like, if you don't think the metric system has taken over the U.S., hey, that's how drug dealers get you, man. If you don't know the metric system, you're getting short, man. You're getting shorted. But I was buying pistachios and beef jerky in Arizona, and somebody was like, geez, money bags. You know, like, like you're, you know, you're talking about the price per ounce. You know, those are some of the most expensive snack items at the grocery store. You know store. what the most expensive uh, food item is? Is uh, popcorn by the pound. Yeah. Oh, that makes yeah. sense. If you go to the movie theater, you're getting like 
It weighs hardly anything. It's more it's expensive. Apparently, than that's how they make off their money. There's no money in the ticket sales. No, uh, that concessions are. Yeah. yeah, theaters are going away soon. Well, Jared, it's good good to have you here in Riverside, my friend. I know. I'm glad I finally made it. It's so, so funny because, like I said, I've been telling you for five years. I was gonna oh, out. and I just love I'm giving shit about it. I'm glad I did it in one day, too, dude. I'm glad I bang it out. Oh, yeah, like, I've done it a few times. It's not, you know, where I've hauled ass from Durango. And I know. Because I just stayed busy. I've left your like, house at like 10 a.m. and gotten here and like stopped at Four Corners, stopped at, you know, yeah, the Yeah, because I didn't do any of that. And enjoyed some good sights and still get home by 11. I was thinking about going back on the 10 just so I could see the thing. The, the thing, thing is that. awesome. That's right. Yeah, dude, there's all that stuff because you got like Cougar whatever and the two arrows like there's a bunch of abandoned like there's santa claus land yeah they're on 10 yeah like uh yeah the 40 didn't really have anything like that i wasn't like no, going down the 40 there. there's you know i don't like i passed some any ruins north of uh flagstaff that i thought about going in you should right. go check out lake arrowhead those those roads going up the mountain are pretty good well and Where's i haven't at? told jared that yet like uh, tale of the dragon is cool but the mountain roads we have around here are like yeah four times what tale of the dragon yeah, is really. so either, was, either way you take yeah. it like you know what i mean like i basically like the million dollar highway was in my backyard when i was growing up yeah I used so to drive you know it. there's like tombstones there's no guardrails there's just right. tombstones right. like Ooh. uh <laughs> yeah that's but so yeah we'll see we'll i'll see what this California road stuff's all about. Well, guess, Riverside's man. a good little town stuck here in the middle of Southern California. It's got its ups and downs. Riverside's a big town in Southern California, next to Long Beach, of course. You know, we're, we're the two big Dude, towns. Dude, it all here, seems so. like one town to me. Like well, from LA it, to San Diego, I'm on. like, I can't tell where, like, yeah, one Yeah, there's thing. no real borders. Yeah, there's, it, well, there's the desert. There's the beach, and then there's all this. All this. It's people. Time. You you know when you're in a different town when you see different people and really? stuff. Yeah, that's kind of we like kind of have the Corona. You know people from Corona, and you I know went to high school there. Day. I'm doing okay. <laughs> Corona. You also don't have a raised truck that has monster emblems on the back. Yeah, and that's true. A I don't flat commute everywhere. Dicky shorts. Yeah, those are the Fox southern racing socks. The new Southern Corona people. Yeah. The South Coronas. Nine oh nine. That's where we used to run cross country through. It was all orange groves back when I was in high school. So mm. it's. Temescal Canyon. Really that's a good road, right? Yeah. 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 There's uh, actually a place back in there we used to go for buying. Yeah. Back in the day. Yeah, it, you know. Anyways, you're you're in a good place. Dude, so they, you went to Spain with your wife and, she's, and, and my mom and my brother. So my big brother, I was great. telling you about, is like a travel nut. Like the Wanderlust is there in equal that's qualities that's or great. quantities. Yeah, you know what I mean. But his is on an even more grander scale. He's like every time I talk to him, he's like, "Oh, let's buy a cargo van and drive from Alaska to Patagonia." <laughs> like yesterday, he texted me. It was like 125 round out of vegas to mexico city he's like let's do it you <laughs> know what i mean it. like all the time he's like um uh yeah because he i he got me my airfare like i went to amsterdam and spain and i actually went skiing in um um andorra which is like on the um french spanish border uh -huh. it's like right. it's technically its own country they have like a desk at the un or something but it's not really a yeah. country you know what i mean like, deals are deals and it's yeah. funny it sounds like i'm so horny to it it's like, oh, skiing, <laughs> but it's like my brother bought me a lift ticket on black friday for 19 dollars you know it's a totally don't think i'm like anything like i rented equipment rode a gondola and the peak of this mountain was five thousand feet and they're like telling me about it. i was like dude my house is at seven thousand feet right. so i'm like this is like right. the, you know, like you're way cool. up there. You're used to the snow. Yeah, I wish I would have had a bike. Like, 
that's the cool thing. That was my takeaway from Europe. Whenever I go, it's like bicycles are even more or motorcycles are even more prevalent. Well, we're really missing that yeah. in this country. And that's one thing I love about this podcast. And I love reminding everybody it's okay to be cool and ride a motorcycle. It really yeah. solves a lot of problems for you, people, especially in Southern California, where dude, we don't yeah, have that cold, that's the thing stuff. about Europe is like those towns were designed pre-car. Yeah, you know right. what I mean. Right. And so motorcycles Around just work great right. in those yeah. condensed conditions. Well, know? and they work anywhere. If your town's set up for yeah. cars, live in the suburbs, live in walking, you live in a walkable city, wherever you are, a motorcycle works. So yeah. I don't understand you know why we refuse them so much in the States. And Jerry, that reminds me. Um, so yeah, the podcast is a lot uh, about motorcycles and for the person that has never ridden like myself. Um, so when I do Start riding. What kind of motorcycle do you think I should ride? Honda Rebel. Honda right? Rebel. That's right. <laughs> okay, that's what I've been told. Yeah, Especially there's here. This, there's a like a sweet spot. Like, um, what else have I had that were good starter bikes? Like, um, I love. That's not, why not I a goat tote. Okay. No, not no, a <laughs> it's it's that weird because skill. you would ultimately want a bike that would do highway speeds, mm -hmm. but yet be lightweight and okay. maneuverable. So. You know, like uh, that's why I love the new Honda yeah. 500s. Once in a few more years, when those go I, down have, I think price. I'm gonna put my wife. On okay, my listen, Vulcan we're gonna home. talk about your Vulcan for a second. This thing goes faster than any bike I own. Dude, I, I smoke Harley's all the time. Jared smokes so Harley's all the time, and you can, you'll see them from a mile away because his tank's all shiny. It's, I think that's it's like the green, princess, black, and shiny. It came from the Princess Glitter Collection at Walmart. That's right. Like, what? I, oh yeah, dude. From the yeah, it says Princess on the package, and like um. It came in like a salt shaker, you know, and I just like spray some clear coat on it and then like shook it out and then immediately dropped it on both sides. Like <laughs> I never wrecked. Like we're actually, a, I right, take that back. I did wreck one shit. time. Like I had a front fender on it and I went through this water drainage and my front fender touched my tire or my rim touched my, my fender and it bit my whole front end backwards. Oh my God. And then I immediately fell over. So, but I had a dent <laughs> on the think? on the kickstand side because I didn't put the kickstand get down good. And then I fell over that one time and put the dent on the other side. And I've just been rocking it, Princess Glitter and Dents. Like, <laughs> well, some of the Princess Glitter falls, flies off when you're right. Apparently, I'm you riding behind me that it's like sparkles just like flying off of it. Like, yeah, it's like great. pixie dust behind yep, you. Exactly. All I know I is that Glitter is you. the herpes of the collapse world. Like, when I. <laughs> did that pitch off. there i will clean a shelf sometimes and there's still glitter like in the back court you yeah, know what i mean like you glitter. cannot get rid of it like no, it's still I, in that shop i still have it in the house and i just had a teenage girl living here for years my daughter you know so yeah there's glitter all over the place you can't get rid of it no matter what man <laughs> no. well that that's a real fast bike i don't i don't even know it's so funny because it, it's the the Vulcan, the Vulcan, the Vulcan, 500. Yeah. Vulcan 500 yeah now the beauty about the honda rebel that i was talking to a young man about this just yesterday the answer is you don't get to go very fast here in Southern California on the highways. So there's no reason to really have anything bigger than a Honda Rebel 250 here in Southern California. Okay. There's just way too much traffic and it's nice and little. So anytime I got to run to LA for something, uh, I just went to Irvine a few weeks ago to visit a friend, um, you know, in the hospital. Uh, I'll just take my Rebel. Like I, you can get like anywhere. It's like a scalpel. You get, you get just I get in go through the lanes, and, and if the traffic gets going like, too fast, and I my Rebel might do seventy. You know, it doesn't. So I'll just pop over in the slow what, lane, and then get back in the fast lane, split lanes. Hmm. Like it, it's what wonderful. else might be a good starter bike is the Blast. Which one's that? The Buell. Oh, it's a yeah, single cylinder sports chair. It's a 500. 500. But yeah. um, so the paint, all the shell on the outside of it is the same thing that's on the outside of a golf ball. So if it falls over, 
nothing happens. Right. Like Harley Davidson made a starter bike back in the you know early two thousands nineties. Right. And um, they they've since quit making them, but they're always like a bunch of them for like what what would be affordable for a Harley? You know, if mm-hmm. less than a thousand dollars, but um, because you outgrow them quickly. You know what I mean? Is, is the problem with them? They're they're yeah, you're right. They're, they're kind hard of to a find. Niche, yeah, um, deal. rebels. Wait, because it's funny because uh, Spencer had one that like it was like everybody's wife owned it for a short time oh, and I cut their this. teeth on it, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. like it was like five of his wife's friends group. It's like baby had clothes had this. And yeah, they're just like <laughs> kind of passing it down the line, you know, and, um, until they had gotten their confidence. Because it's like anything else in life, like you got to just do the hours. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's like, right. like if you do it long, you'll get that confidence. And then, you know, you want to stay in your comfort zone, but on the edge of your comfort zone, Amen. you know, and you don't have to ride the ride that everybody else is riding. You know what I mean? Like you got to ride, you, do your thing. You know what I mean? Don't let other people. Well, we do the same when we drive cars. Going fast. We didn't come home on motorcycles. Unfortunately, we came home in cars. So we've spent a lifetime building relationships that we naturally have with automobiles in this country. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you take a little bit of time and build a similar relationship with a motorcycle, it's all very tangible. So it just takes time. New fundraiser, uh, buy <laughs> Brian a bike. There you go. And if Dude, you guys, go funny, if you man. guys raise <laughs> enough money, yes, I will sport the training wheels. Get some good pictures. That's great. It's funny because that Kevin Bob doesn't have a, another Rebel or something. I don't I think. Did you, you know what? <laughs> my <laughs> wife's bike was a freaking Exciter. <laughs> Who built that? It's a Yamaha single cylinder 250. Oh, I remember. And it was those. actually the most like dependable. It's sweet. funny yeah, that like I would let street. it sit in my garage for like two years and go out and hit the button and it would start. I never yeah. cleaned the carburetor. I never changed the battery and I had it for five years. That's great. Like, uh, and it was another one of those bikes. Like my buddy had built it for his girlfriend, and then like passed it passed along. it along. It, I, like my wife was like the third girl in our friends group. I think too. Suzuki had a single cylinder 250. They're all trying to compete with the Honda Rebel 250s. You know, mm. they were all trying yeah. Because there was the anything under four, anything Boulevard under like 500. I wish they made Dude, more because that's 500s. them Vulcans too, man. That that EN 500 is what a great it, because bike. that is the ultimate first bike because you wouldn't outgrow it. You know what I mean? I thought that's I would right. outgrow that. Th- no. Like I thought I would be like over it in a week. Dude, I bought mine on, um, I don't want to blow up my honey hole, but like on KSL Classifieds. So in Salt Lake, there's a TV station. <laughs> my honey hole. It, it is my honey hole. Dude, all my bikes, like that bike right there, I went to Salt Lake and got it off KSL. Like, that's great. Um, uh, that, that, like, Some people, it's But anyways, Craigslist I got my Facebook. Vulcan for 500 bucks on um, mm-hmm. on that website. And, the, like, and again, I'm still driving that bike years later you know what i mean i it's faster than a harley it makes more horsepower than an evo oh you know yeah what I mean? like out of the, like if you have a factory evo you're gonna be eating my dust yeah you know, like, yeah and or a sportster although those are they were pretty i i so i put I'm some cams in mine and did some gearing changes and it it's funny because like the horsepower numbers between uh 1200 sportster and a big 20 evo or it's like two horsepower different you know what I mean? The numbers are neck and neck. And the Sportster makes up those two horsepowers in dry weight. You know what I mean? Like, so it's, I think a 1200 Sports is a pretty viable motorcycle. Oh, I agree. I totally agree. If you're out like, buy, like shopping think very for good a first Harley, bikes. it's like, yeah, yeah. No, even they're it, not good for It's bikes. funny because they're like, not girls everybody's bikes, like, they're everybody's not. like, if you think 1200 cc's is a girl's bike, then like, <laughs> right. you got, you know what I mean? There's like, something wrong with you. And that's that's silly like the whole idea of a girl's bike because it's like we all 
you know, start out on the same playing field. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, you know, my situation was different and I try to try to appreciate everybody else's. You know what I mean? Like the, not uh, everybody rode home from the hospital on a motorcycle. You know what I mean? Like they, you did. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I do like sit us on the seat. Right. I have baby pictures and like my, that's, um, you know, me like sitting on the bike going broom, broom, you know, and right. I, like that, that Instagram, my Instagram photo, um, that was, uh, uh, in my living room. Nice. Yeah. And I'm like a baby. Um, uh, but yeah, so, oh, I got to sh- shout out, um, my friend, Chatty Cat Daddy did that paint job on yeah. that bike. That's yeah, the prettiest that thing the you've Yamaha. ever seen me have, yeah, right? The, new, the bike well, you rode over. Yeah, dude. And that's who gave you my nickname too. He painted that on my leather jacket. So shout out to Chad. He, he uh, painted crazy Jar on your leather yeah, jacket. Yeah, that's where I got my nickname. <laughs> from chatty cat daddy dude it has nothing to do he's with like how my you pinstriper or... like painter like it's funny those hot rod guys i almost feel like sometimes i have more in common with the hot rod scene because it's deep customization that's right you know what i mean like they're those are guys cutting things apart welding them back together right. and most motorcycle people aren't doing that well you know I what i mean you like, and i and that's where you and i get along so well because we do weird crap i, that other I people don't aren't think doing, that you've I can't lived find until you've doing. gone 100 miles an hour in your welds like Amen. that's living like oh, th- yeah. even today I was like, what am I doing? I was like out in the desert, just like blasting across the desert on my bike. That it's like, I just put all this bull, this crap that I just, yeah. I just put it all together. Put it all together. I just put it all together. Like well together. Rocking. And then he, here I am 750 miles away from home. But you know, you know what I mean? Like you, you've done it a hundred times. Yeah. You know, I mean, I've, yeah, I know what it takes. And I, I spent the, the hours, That's you right. know, this winter, like trying to get stuff dialed. You know, oh, and that they, white frame because I, there are people the who spend like 10 minutes a year working on their shit. And then when it breaks down, they're like, what is this happening? Is, I don't understand. I understand. And, and two, it's like, you know, even though I grew up doing it, like there was still a learning curve. Like I still had to learn this stuff because my dad didn't know that much about Japanese. No, right. Motorcycles. That's like you know, your he rebellion. would come and cut all the wires off and be like, you don't Good need luck. any of that. Right. Cause like, if you're doing it right, you should have a coffee can of wires That's when you're right. done. That's you know, right. like. And it's weird too. All my dad's friends like see me riding Japanese bikes, and they're like, "Does your dad know?" You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> no, he bought some me of, my first Honda. You know what I, had I mean? Some like, of my dad's it. friends do the same. You know, because yeah. my dad, uh, my friend Kevin, my dad's friend Kevin, like he was like a super good mechanic, and I kind of grew up like idolizing him, watching him. You know what I mean? And he was because right. he was a mechanic, dude. If you talk to a mechanic about what good motorcycles are, they're gonna start talking about European and Japanese motorcycles. That's right. You know what I mean? Like. um, but yeah, like Kevin sold us all our first Hondas. And then like I saw him three days before he killed. He gave us all his parts, huh. like which I didn't, didn't even flag. register with me. That's a flag. And then I saw him three days before he gave me his parts. You know, a, a week goes by. The last thing he told me, he goes, I'm the happiest I've ever been in my life. That was the last words he said to me. And then wow. three days later, he's dead. Wow. But like he came to me in a dream once and told me he was proud of me. It would blow his mind, dude. He nice, he would nice. he would just be reeling on what me and my brother have been able to do with Japanese motorcycles. Well, I think so, and I I remember my dad was always like, "What's this?" And he'd hold up a rack of carbs, and I'd go, "Those are the carburetors, yeah. pops." He'd go, "This looks nothing like a motorcycle carburetor I've ever seen." <laughs> yeah, my dad's got like. Lincoln. Why is there so my dad many? Put a linker on his twin cam. You know what I mean? That's like, great. He, yeah, my dad's carburetors. Well, my dad was anti-linker, but oh, really? yeah, yeah, like, like, it's I'm funny because we got SU and me and my dad are building a big twin. Do we got a kicker? I'm trying to talk him into a six-speed. We got a five-speed, which is still better than four-speed. So it's Amen. Like, 
But so we got a SU, we got a five speed. Um, uh, we just got the flywheels from Spencer. So we're building another big twin. And I'm hoping, you know, next year or two, like I'll be riding a big twin flathead around. We'll nice, see. You know what I mean? Like nice. if I could build it right, like if I could spend the time, like, but it's hard to do what we do on old Harleys. You know, oh, like, it's nearly yeah. impossible. Dan's I so the, much credit. The, for one of the, the only guys I know, like out there, like really pulling down the big miles on. Yeah. Or uh, grandpa. Oh yeah, grandpa. Yeah. That's a whole Grandpa's other story. A whole or, other. Uh, <laughs> guys on a 68 freaking uh, yeah dude and his attitude is really good too those minnesota people are oh yeah yeah he's from positive. the he's from the northern uh what is it, virginia city the northern part of minnesota yeah that that's not a awesome. very good impression no, of that's not, it's no. funny because he'd pull up oh, with like some oh, yeah. chuck taylor all-stars oh. changes the oil in the parking lot you know what yeah. i mean like oh hang on i gotta rip my clutch apart real quick guys i'll, I'll be right there just give me 10 minutes dude i ran into what him the heck, in, um like outside of st louis and like he was in a gas station getting handwritten instructions to the auto parts store. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like showing him on my phone. He's like, I don't got any of that. Oh like, uh, yeah, no, Grandpa's a good one. I write about him in my book, actually. Yeah, yeah, mm. that's pretty good. No, and that, that's another one of those guys. You know what I mean? Like when we're talking about doing this. Oh, and like, anytime we see that guy, talks, you know what I mean? Like I was talking. Oh, I listened to that guy, dude. From the second I saw him, I was like, whatever that guy says, I'm gonna listen that's to. That's right. Whatever that guy says. And you know that sure. was funny because I remember my dad introduced us, and then my dad goes, "Whatever that guy says, do it." Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's the dad here. Yeah, no, but it's he's, cool. He's, he's he would change one. his oil, and he'd buy a new pan, and he would let us use his pan. Right. He's like, "You right. guys should all be changing oil right now, mm-hmm. even on Japanese motor." You know, like. Oh yeah, no, he's he's a real good one. Uh, the other one was. Uh, you know, he'd smoke the filter list. <laughs> it was cool, and too. then he'd fill his flask with uh, espresso shots. Oh, we yeah. go to Starbucks. I <laughs> get a coffee. That's a great idea, get, actually. Oh, let right? me have eight espresso shots. Yeah, just and then he put it in his flask, and then he's sitting there <laughs> sipping a flask. That's a so great you idea, think, man? Because yeah. I was drinking <laughs> Red Bulls, like you know, every time I put, I put gas in my tank, Red Bull. You uh, know, that makes you I probably would have been better. Yeah, crash yeah. later. You know what I mean? I yeah, probably would have been better you off crash on and gotta go pee. espresso. Uh, yeah, that's your yeah, espresso. It's yeah, all condensed, it's man. It's a diuretic. We take so. a shot, you know, like. Well, and that's probably what killed you in the last stampede. If I remember correctly, I finished a day in front dude, of you. Dude, yeah, I was, I, I was like going to come talk about this. I was like, we, we, dude, I was going to have you get the <laughs> magazine so we could see how many hours it was. But the, th- the thing of it was, so like, you know, I, I link up with it's funny because i rode out to the start of the race with uh um uh press and fletch sure we sure. all went together it was awesome the last was great trip. yeah and then um we get to the starting line and i was like just so you guys know i'm leaving you guys right now <laughs> i was like i will I, no, you're my friends and i love time. you and like hopefully i see you at the end and like press had a collapsed lifter and then uh, Fletcher's kickstart broke off, you know, and like, right. and it sucks. Maybe Classic. if I would have stayed with him, I could have like horse whipped him into the finish line. But I ended up, dude, it's funny because I was like in Green River, Utah. And I'm like talking to Richie on the phone, I'm, like getting a soda out of the case, you know, and I'm like telling Richie, I was like, yeah, I'm getting pretty close to home. I know I'm not going to win. I was in first, I was tied for first place. I was Charlie and Creepy Chris all the way through california nice. you know what i mean like just that bike was ass. set up to do it i just didn't have my capacity right that's where i fell off that's where they got ahead of me and then i got that speeding ticket in mesquite but like i was i, I was killing it all the way up and until the california border mm-hmm. and then after then i was kind of i was like man i know i'm not gonna win this thing you know what i mean like, and i was all kind of bummed out i'm talking to Richie on the phone i go yeah man 
think I'm gonna go home. And I turn around, and Velarde was standing behind me. And he's like, "You little <laughs> bitch," you know. It's <laughs> like, like fucking pussy. And I was like, I was like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I don't know what you're doing," but he's like, "When the sun sets, I'm gonna be on the other side of the mountains." I was like, "All right, let's fucking do it." You know what I mean? Yeah. So I hooked, you know. And so the thing was, is like we're racing, you know, and Beardo and Velarde are like, "Bro." So we're going to haul ass North Carolina. We're going to sit in a hotel room for a fucking week. You know what I mean? He's like, why don't we just enjoy this to us? Yeah. You know what I mean? Hang so we were like staying in hotels. In the middle of a race. Robes. You know what I mean? Like fucking no homo. Enchiladas. You know what I mean? I've seen a few few pictures where you guys are all crashed out in nice beds. Dude, it's so funny. We were sleeping in uh, Kansas and um, J-Bo saw our bikes parked yeah. out for the hotel and he just went up to the front desk and he was like those guys with those bikes where are they at she's like 225 like i wake up and he's just laying next to me on the nice. floor dude nice you know I mean? <laughs> like, uh, yeah that's happened a few times to all of us yeah. that's great well i don't think it might not so have in been the, a whole and day. With, like you winning a you're a grinder and you don't stop but b you know what i mean like we were just kind of trying like i said we didn't want to just haul ass there and then just right. sit in the hotel room just, for a week yeah but i, I was like listen to your podcast Last time, but I was like, like, I thought you said two days, but I think we're we're looking back at the tape, and I think it was, yeah, no, it's I just, think you said I, one day. It was a day, but I was like, it had to be. <laughs> I like, really, I think it had to be just under a day. Yeah, well, because it was a day. It's and funny because I was like doing ninety all day, and you still beat me. You know well, what I mean? Like, and that was the best part. You guys would pass me, and then five yeah. or six hours later, you'd all pass me again, and then five or six, you know, because I'm just cruising it like yeah. 80. Well, you're just a grinder. It's like, dude, if you give Bob some coffee and some smokes, look out. You know what I mean? They hit, so <laughs> Bob going. needs like some fuel, some coffee, and some smoke. That's why he's got so many uh, coffee cup holders on his bike. And there's nothing wrong yeah, I know, with three coffee cup holders. Because there's one for the ashtray. And That's one. right. Yeah, and it's weird too. I don't know how you. You're the only person I know who's been doing it this long and still has a three quarter shell. You know what well, I mean? Well, like, I put know the know face on. Grow I'm good. Have to grow up. The bubble shield, dude. I got it sitting right there it's behind like, Brian. You got duct tape on it? Does it leak yeah. water? No, it tries to fly off. I've yeah. had it fly <laughs> off, so dude, I got to duct tape it down. It, it sucks for me for helmets. Duct tape like the, the shield. Face down protection the is the what I. Well, that's because you grew that beard. You know, that's the thing. I'm when I met Jer, <laughs> he had no beard, no hair. I still think of him as you like a baby face. Like for all that. clean cut, like Brian. She didn't marry this hobo, dude. No, I would, dude. I'll get my hair cut every two weeks. You look like you were 18 years old all the time. Yep. Yeah. Well, it I was, was nice baby to, face, man. Like, um, uh, th- th- thanks for the nickname, Slow Bob. That's <laughs> the whole point of the story. It's better. They're than, all calling me Slow it's Bob. It's funny because, like, Cheater Paul. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, Cheater Paul. <laughs> we're all calling him that. We had his back, and the beard was like, you know, we call you Cheater. And he didn't, he didn't cheat. He just won. Right, so we got to call right. him Cheater Paul. Right. <laughs> like, it's funny because Paul beat me, like, by a lot. <laughs> by, by a lot. lot. And, like there are uh, other people that beat me, and I was like, "Yeah, that's the exact hours that I slept." You know, like well, that, yeah, that wasn't that, the know. worst part. The worst part was at the last stampede. Uh, I think I needed shirts. I only brought like two or three shirts, so I. I think we talked about this last on, time. I was going to show you. Oh, I, think, we? I think this is the same underwear. The underwear that I bought with you. Jared's I switched brands like, up the that, like that day, dude. Like right. um, I've been wearing like, different ones. Too, I'm going to buy these. This. $20 for a bunch of underwear. What? I'm like, Jerry, you fucking stink, brother. You just got to buy it, man. And he's like screaming and everybody's looking at him. That's <laughs> great, man. Oh, I love it. The artwork of American Roadrunner can be found by The Bow Monster. That's The Bow Monster on Instagram. Also check out www.bomonster.com. The Bow Monster. Mm. 
Well, well Jared, nice Walmart excited to, yeah, it was nice to pick up on some stuff and get, that's a thing. You know, Anywhere you go, whatever you forget, there's like a Walmart. Fresh off the road because like my ears are still ringing. Right. Like I am, I I'm have sure. like the road sweat on my yeah. body. Dude, it was cool. I was I mean, taking my Camelback. Now, <laughs> shout out to Rob in New York because I like Camelbacks, bro. So like I was taking that Camelback and just spraying my body all over and oh, then putting it in my and clamping in my visor and having it like spray on my face. That's how you cross the desert. Like if you're talking about things, that's right. That mm-hmm. I, because I was spinning as much on water. I think we talked about. Yeah, this last time. As gas, it's funny. I feel like we're, we're we're starting to cross. Regurgitate. Over yeah, <laughs> we do have good stories. Well, you excited? Yeah, no, I'm glad. I'm glad we got to do this like fresh from the road because I I yeah. literally just rode in your backyard. Well, you like got, I I got here, I ate a taco, did a podcast. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, in that order. Yeah. It's the new media. So you excited about hitting Born Free this weekend? Yeah, it's gonna be awesome, man. Yeah, like, we're gonna it, have a good dude, time. Dude, it's so overwhelming, man. It's just like the first time I went, I was like, I didn't know there were this many pre sixty nine Harleys in the world. In the world, let alone, let alone California. But it's all it's so Cal. It's where it always is, man. That's right. It's where it always is, dude. All the the music, the cars, the, the bikes, like you name it. Welcome it's, to the it's, central. It's this is it. Off-road, you know what I mean? Motorcycle like, racing. Yeah, the choppers, bro, Choppers, like everybody's gonna have their argument, but like it's pretty much starting California. Oh, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, if not Southern California, Roseville, California, there's a guy up there. Yeah, because on all the original stuff, you know, Hollister, you know, like. Well, before Hollister, there was Riverside. Don't forget. Riverside yeah. happened before Hollister. Well, it, I don't know why everyone remembers Hollister. It was here in Riverside first. You know what right. I mean? Like, they, right. they would just go to the parties and get wasted. Right. And everybody it was like, and now it's like, that's the biker thing. You know what I mean? Go Sturgis. Look around. You know what I mean? That's right. what it is. Like, That's you go to this town, get wasted. You know what I mean? Like, no big deal. Yeah. <laughs> well, it all started here in Riverside. There was a big race around downtown, and boy, the mayor loved it. The chief of everyone loved it. They just didn't come back for God knows what reason. And everyone, and the bad part, the problem with Riverside is that Hollister was happy to say, oh my gosh, there's a bunch of hoodlums and what all the people here in Riverside before Hollister, they were happy to say, this was a great event. Yeah, someone got See, they, beat up, someone's wallet got stolen, but you know, whatever. You know, they've pretty much said now that like Hollister was a non event. Even though his photos they've proven they were all staged. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? The like there may have been like some drunken disorderlies or some you know what I yeah, mean? But that's gonna happen it wasn't like there was like the Bass Lake too. You know what right, I mean? Like right, right. um but I think everything just kinda got a lot of it's hype you know what i mean like i don't know i wasn't around man that would have been riders cool have to, be to write man, stories. we missed out on that oh, free love wait. dude like those guys these the old were telling me some stories i was like holy yeah. crap because we grew up in the age generation everybody is like right. condoms are everywhere well, yeah. where are we yeah. going now yeah, right. <laughs> where's this one Ed missed out on that free love dude. well i'm 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 okay with that uh we still have a good time although there's never anything we do there's there's never freaking glory and bitches man we <laughs> We're like the sober guys who hang out in the corner that no one talked to because we're busy talking about how to freaking tune carbs or some crap. So, uh, yay for us. It's yeah. cool now because I think the dynamics changed. Like before, when I was a kid, like you go to these places and like there were women there. They were like people's old ladies. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it was, it was subjugated. You know what I mean? Like they were property of and, you know, and it, like oh, I, no, I think all that's changed so now many because they're like the women and motorcycles it's now. So and and that's the cool thing about motorcycles. Like it's for everybody, dude. Yeah, it's for everybody. Amen. Like like um, any color, any genre. Because if I can find a place build. here in it for me, like every, there's a place for everybody. You know. Like, Amen, brother. Well, it's good to have you here in Riverside. We're gonna have yeah. a good weekend, Jer. Thanks for cruising yeah, out. Thanks for having me, man. Like, heck yeah, it's cool to finally 
do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, until next time. Yeah. We're going to end this podcast. It was pretty good. Keep the rubber side down. Mm-hmm.